It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. For quite, time, for quite some time, I've always talked about the advantage of time boxing in Agile and how time boxing helps us achieve certain goals. So I wanted to make sure we took an opportunity in one of our episodes to visit how time boxing can enhance your efficiency and focus. So Agile project management in general is dynamic. It's fast moving and it can be very open ended. And what I mean by that is it becomes critical for us to understand why and how time boxing is going to impact and make make it better for us to help us be successful. And I guess I want to break that down. So breaking down success, right? Uh, When I start talking about that, I start talking about how we can foster efficiency, maintain focus, enable iterative design, uh, help with brainstorming and creativity, not losing out on uh, other opportunities and being open-minded. But it also means that we have to have a disciplined approach to how we how we approach research and how we approach dedicated time to figuring things out. And I think that time boxing is the key. If we set specific time limits for tasks, activities, research, it makes it more clear how much we want to invest in delivery of that result within a specific time frame. So this came, of course, from age-old principles of time management. If you're trying to work towards continual improvement, as stated by Deming, this involves breaking down work into manageable chunks, each with a predefined duration. So time boxes can range from minutes to hours to weeks. Uh, What this does is it creates a sense of urgency and commitment around trying to get the best value you can in that short time frame. So this drives people to complete their tasks within an allotted amount of time. Uh, The theory I always say is if I give somebody a set of work and I said, hey, you've got four weeks to complete it, it'll take them four weeks. If I give somebody else a set of work and say they have two weeks to complete it, they'll begrudgingly finish it in two weeks. But I give somebody else a set of work and say they have one week to complete it, they'll turn to me and say it's impossible. The work cannot be done in a week. This principle is called Parkinson's Law, that time will artificially expand to or work will artificially expand rather to fill the time box allocated, right? So work's going to artificially expand. This means that time boxing involves breaking down work into manageable pieces with a predefined duration. So when you start thinking of time boxing, many people don't put this into perspective, but a sprint is actually a time box. So if you're doing two week sprints, I like to say that means you're putting your work into a two week container. For me, the word sprint represents container and you're filling the container with the correct amount of work. You don't want to fill it over the top. You don't want to fill it with not enough work. You want to fill that container just right. So a sprint is a measurement or a container that holds a volume of work. Now, many people say, but it is time box. Well, yeah, I mean, you can label it one week time box, two week time box, but inside, and this is what gets interesting inside of that time box it doesn't hold a certain number of minutes or a certain number of hours. And let me explain what I mean by that. Even if you say, Lee, you're crazy. There's 10 working days. It's easy to count. Well, one of those working days goes towards all the meetings. 
And Cubby and Toyota said the average person works 5.896 hours a day. And when people start working on something, maybe the person with the, the most senior capabilities can do something faster than junior who can do it with you know, and take a lot more time. The, the point I'm trying to make is there's way too many things here for us to use time as a way to fill a sprint. So sprint should be filled with story points, which is the size of the scope of work. And if you think about it from that perspective, it makes it easier for you to deliver potentially shippable product increments by the end of every sprint because everyone rallies together around the amount of work that's being asked for in that sprint cycle. The next time box is the daily scrum meeting. I've said a hundred times over and over that the daily scrum should be 30 seconds per person, not to exceed 15 minutes. It's never intended to be an interview. The scrum master says very few words. Let's get started. Thanks for coming. And the team says, I'll start, you know, team members will say, I'll start, you know, this is what I've worked on. This is what I've committed to. This is where I am. And this is where I've got going. And I think that if we understand that this is an opportunity to quickly update on your commitments to quickly update on obstacles and try to get those resolved in 30 seconds or less. It eliminates the need for other meetings and changes this from a status report into a meeting that's meaningful and drives value. Okay. The next time box should be at backlog refinement. Backlog refinement session should be one hour per week per team. And this should be in order to ensure that it doesn't become a lengthy, overweight, workaholic session where we cover every detail about every item. It's intended to prepare work for the upcoming sprint. It was never intended to be this, this magical meeting where every problem is solved. Um, <coughs> I find organizations abuse backlog refinement probably more than any other one, which is really interesting. Backlog refinement sessions were designed to be lightweight, easy to understand, and in line with discovering a team's needs so they can satisfy work for the upcoming sprint. Okay, the fourth one that I want to talk about is retrospectives. Now, the reason I bring this one up is because I'm talking about time box meetings, but here we go. This is the only one that I don't put a time box on. The reason why I don't put a time box on a retrospective is because it, the retrospectives need to reflect exactly the amount of time that the team needs to discuss whatever needs they have. There it is. So there are going to be certain retrospectives where the team has a lot to talk about and other times where the team just says, you know, I... We're moving in a pretty good clip here. You know, let's focus on, you know, building this initiative or, you know, improving on this and let's continue to roll. And what I can tell you is that this is an awesome way for you to get the team involved and keep the team involved. Benefit to time boxing? Real simple. Enhance focus. If you create a sense of urgency around what people need to concentrate on and set time limits, they're going to focus and get things done. Predictability. If you say, hey, you got an hour to do this, guess how long it's going to take? An hour. Uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we have defined durations for things. It makes it easy for you to be predictable and to meet the needs of the other commitments that you have going on. What about improved collaboration? Time boxing encourages you to talk with others to help manage the expectation. So when you know that a time box is limited, team members are more likely to quickly communicate, prioritize, and talk about working together efficiently to get things done. Reduce waste. Time boxing reduces the likelihood of people trying to over-engineer and gold plate things or allowing scope creep to creep in. If you know you've only got a limited amount of time, you're going to use that time wisely. And finally, a focus on continual improvement. 
time boxing practice feeds into the agile principle of continual improvement made popular by Deming. Analyzing the results at the end of each time box allows us to identify areas for optimization and implement changes in upcoming sprints. So the key is just, this shouldn't be too hard to do. The key to doing this is to set realistic time limits for things that need to be done, to prioritize the work and know which things need to be done first, second, third, or fourth. Regularly review and adjust if you find that at the end of a time box, the outcome wasn't what you expected or hoped for. And make sure you avoid scope creep. Don't let extra work creep in in the form of a time box. Make sure that you're sticking to your guns and only working on the things that are the most important. That's going to do it for this episode of the Daily Stand-Up uh, Podcast. I hope that you took something of value away. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We would love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.